Welcome back to Tea Time Reports, everybody. Brandon here with you today, bringing you another solo episode. Today, we're going to be covering my childhood team, the baseball team that I grew up loving. I've been going to the trot my whole entire life, the Tampa Bay Rays, formerly known as the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, which to this day, still one of the coolest names, logos, colorways I think any sports team has ever seen or produced. I'm so happy that they've allowed us to sort of bring it back. I'm fine still being the Tampa Bay Rays and wearing those Devil, Wade, Devil Ray jerseys the way they're letting us. But yeah, today just wanted to sort of dive into the Rays and continue to start diving into the Rays and drop more episodes like this going forward the same way um, I'm doing with the Bears, the same way we're going to be doing with Orlando City, and the same way the boys do with their other teams and clubs as well. But yeah, today's episode is mainly just going to be... I wish I... So let me say this. I wish I would have done this sooner, uh, but it's also a really good time to sort of start now. Uh, All-Star break just finished. Second half of the season just got underway. Um, we'll get into all that, but, you know, this season, if you would have told me the Rays would be 60 and 36, um, just shy of 100 games into the season, I would have taken that day in, day out, no matter what. And I think so would any other Rays fan. And... It's a shame because if you know, if you follow baseball, especially if you're a Rays fan, if you're from the area, you know the stigma that the Tropas have. You, Everybody knows that the Rays have always struggled to get fans inside the Trop. And yes, it's a very inconvenient spot as far as traffic and where it's located, how to get there and getting home from there after the games. And the fact that the games are a lot shorter now, it is benefiting that. Um, benefiting the fact that we're getting more more seats filled at the trot because you're getting home a lot sooner, um, but it's it's been a it's been a shame because and what I was going to get to is the Rays historically ever since they become a franchise and we're on our 25th season, so 1998 was our inaugural season. We're up there as far as the most winningest teams percentage wise in the regular season in the entire league. Let me uh, let me check real quick. But and it's it's a shame that we don't have any um, any World Series pennants or titles to show for it. Um, it really is. But yeah, we're second all time in winning percentage, man. Well, actually, no. This is this is this year. Fuck. I don't know. Look it up though. You can look it up. We're at least top five all time, or not all time. At least in the last twenty five years, we're top five in winning percentage in the regular season. And it's just, but what I'm getting at is we've always had a good product on the baseball field. We've just never been able to fill it. And this has never been a baseball town, unfortunately. But this season has been by far the best season I've ever witnessed as a Rays fan. And the best team we have ever had on this baseball field. And I've been to three games already this year. One on Easter towards the start of the season. I believe it was the ninth game of the season. We blew out Oakland 10 nothing. Watched Brandon Lau hit a grand slam behind home plate. Took my uh, brother and my nephew there um, for their birthday. Shout out to them. Chris and Eli had a great time, man. Wanda Franco hit a home run. Like I said, Brandon Lau hit a grand slam. What a game. What a time that was. Um, I went to another game. Sat right on the first row of right field um, against the Dodgers, actually. And we won that game. That was dope. Then I actually just went uh, to a 4th of July game against the Phillies as well with Chris and Eli once again. So... I've never attended this many games. I think like, I've only been to two games at most of our season. 
So I've already attended more games than I ever have, and that's just the first half of the season. I want to go to at least three more. I plan on going to at least three more in the second half of the season. And you cannot miss a Rays game, well, at least up until the end of the first half and sort of the first series against Kansas City to start the second half, which I'll dive into. Um, it's It's been just, you can't miss, can't miss baseball from the Tampa Bay Rays. And whether it's from that swag we have, that youth, and that talent we have all over the field. I mean, Randy Rosarena speaks for itself. That name speaks for itself, whether it's his arm crossing, it's his World Baseball Classic performance, him robbing home runs and posing. It's him hitting dangers and posing. It's him having one of the best performances in home run derby history and still falling short, unfortunately. Or making a fucking, robbing a home run in the All-Star game. Like, whenever the lights are on, Randy Rose Arena shines. And we saw that as soon as he bursted onto the scene in Tampa in the COVID year when we were in the playoffs and he had one of the best playoffs that any player will ever have in their life. And was a huge reason we made it to the World Series. But, or that's just Randy alone. You know, we also have Wanda Franco speaks for herself. Probably third right now in AL MVP favorite from Yandy Diaz, all-star. About to have, just had a baby as well. Shout out to him. He's on paternity leave. Um, he's been absent from this series against Kansas City. Uh, but well-deserved, man. What, what a fucking guy that is, dude. He fucking flew to Seattle for the all-star festivities. Um, was there for some parts of it. I forget what, flew back for the birth of his child, flew back again for the All-Star game, hit a dinger in his first at-bat, um, got substituted out, flew back home, and now is on paternity leave. Well-deserved, man. He's been so fucking good this season. And that's one thing I want to touch on, too. For the first half of the season, one thing that we've learned from this Tampa Bay Rays team is the star, is, is the depth in that lineup, and it's so much deeper than we thought and has so much star-studded power than we thought, whether it's Isaac Paredes. Jose Siri, Luke Rayleigh's having a hell of a season as well. A little bit streaky, but... Or Josh Lowe, Harold Ramirez, Yandy Diaz as well. Like, we knew Randy and Rose Arena. We knew Ronda Franco was going to perform. Yandy Diaz is, has already been regarded by some as a top talent, but he's he's really set himself apart this year. And, like I said, Isak Paredes is having a hell of a year. He was one of, if not the biggest, all-star snubs this year which was insane. Josh Lowe's having a hell of a season, thank God, because I was sort of worried last year. Last season, he sort of... It didn't look like he was going to pan out, man, and it looked like his brother, um, Nate, over at Texas was going to be the better one of the two, which is always going to be a little competition when you have two brothers in in the league. Even Harold Ramirez, bro, batting on the, t the DH spot, he's been huge for us this season. And But like I said, going back to it, if you told me that the Rays would be 60 and 36 at this point right now, Best record in the American League. Started the season 13-0, tying the record for the best start of all time. Won 29 out of our first 36 games. We've just been dominating. And I do want to touch on, there has been a little bit of a concern, but I'm not going to be too mad. I can't be mad because the start that we sort of got out to allowed us to have this cushion. Because ever since May 9th, the last two months and some, cha some change, we're barely over 500 baseball, 28 or 29 and 28. Um, which is a little concerning. And going into the All-Star break, we dropped seven of our last eight. And we just dropped one today against Kansas City in the doubleheader. But there was a rain delay. It's been a lot going on. And I can't blame the boys too much for that. But you just a team like Kansas City, we should never have any issues with. And I think we're they took the first series against us 
2-1 and we just took this 2-1. So yeah, we're 3-3 against each other. We should easily be 5-1, 6-0 against a team like the Kansas City Royals. But another thing that is concerning, man, this if if you're following the Major League Baseball this year, if you haven't, dude, you're doing yourself a disservice. This is by far, I was talking to my brother Chris about this earlier, by far the most entertaining baseball season I've seen in my life being 21 years of age. Um, I know if you've been alive for the steroid era or maybe when Ken Griffey, Ken Griffey Jr. was around, you might beg to differ. But as far as my life and my personal experience watching Major League Baseball, this has by far been the most fun season, most entertaining season. And yes, a lot of it has to do with my Rays being so good. But whether it's watching Ronald Acuna, Shohei Otani, the Orioles being good, um, the Reds are good again, the Pirates are good, the Marlins are good, Ellie De La Cruz is just taking the major lead major leagues by storm right now like he's gonna be he's already in commercials with fucking some of the biggest names in all the sports and whether it's him hitting for the cycle or breaking the stat cast record of infield fucking miles per hour thrown on an assist 98 miles per hour from the end of the diamond from fucking to third the uh, the first base i'm sorry on a rope and this you're just doing yourself a disservice when the reds are good when the orioles are good when the Pirates are good, even the Diamondbacks and Corbin Carroll over there, man. It's just been so entertaining to watch. So many teams that no one thought would you know, be as good as they are. So many stories. And the fact that the games are a lot quicker. The pitch clock, yes, everyone has their thoughts about it. I think it's better for the game. The games are a lot quicker. They're a lot more entertaining. They're, the players are able to be themselves now. They're able to express themselves with more swag, more personality, more flair than ever. You see that a lot with Juan DeFranco. You see that a lot with Randy Rosarina and this race team. Even Jose Siri, one of our unsung heroes, leading the team right now with 18 home runs. If you would have told me Jose Siri would have been our leading home run hitter, I would have said you're crazy. We brought him in for his speed and his defense. And the fact that he has 18 home runs now and leading our team with it is insane. Had two home runs uh, yesterday. Shout out to him, man. He's been balling. But it does concern me, man. If you look at our division, the AL East is fucking loaded, bro. The worst team in the division are the Yankees at 50 and 44. And they're arguably just an Aaron Judge being healthy and one big trade away from being a second or third team in this division or even challenging for that top spot. But the fact that from first to fifth, they're only nine games apart and... What does concern me is that, so right now you got the Orioles, the Blue Jays, and the Red Sox at 2, 3, and 4. All three of them are 8 and 2 in their last 10 games. The Orioles have won 8 in a row, man. The Orioles are fucking scary, bro. Every day it seems like they're bringing up prospects that are just raking. Adley Rutschman is a fucking bona fide stud, man. He's fun to watch. That whole team is fun to watch, and that, that's a scary team, man. And they actually, they're coming into town um, this weekend, this coming weekend as well, so. And that's one thing, man. The, the schedule for the Rays coming up. We got the Rangers. We got the Orioles. Then we have the Marlins, Astros, and the Yankees as well to round out the month of July. Then August itself is not that tough. I mean, we play the Cardinals. We play the Giants. The Cardinals kind of suck this year. We play the Giants and Angels. So Shohei will come to... Oh, no. We're going to LA. Damn. So we're playing the Giants. We're playing the Angels. Then we do have the Yankees and Marlins to end the month. Then September... It's going to be a big month, man. We have a lot of divisional matchups in that month. And we the Mariners come to town for a big four-game series, too. Oh, then the Angels do actually come to town in September, so that'd be cool. But yeah, it's we have a really big second half of the season coming up. A very tough second half of the season. And I'm really interested to see how this team 
performs after the start that they had in the first half. You know, in this this stretch right now to end the end the month of July, the next three to four three to four weeks is going to say a lot as to how we finish the second half of the season. And we still have the highest run differential in the league. You know, we're still dominant. We have Shane McClellan, 11 and one with a like two five three ERA, I believe. Yep. Zach Eflin, one of the unsung heroes as well, 105 strikeouts on the season. Or Yanni Diaz batting 322, Randy Rosarina, 59 RBIs. Even Wando Franco with 28 stolen bases, man. Um, but I want to dive into Luke Rayley, Harold Ramirez, Yanni Diaz, Josh Lowe, Paredes and whatnot, the names I've mentioned, and give them some more attention because, like I said, no one would have expected this much depth and star-studded power from the lower parts of our lineup. I mean, Josh Lowe has 50 RBIs, 12 home runs, 19 stolen bases, along with 18 doubles, you know, 72 hits, and, <clears throat> excuse me, batting 276. Luke Rayleigh's batting 279. No one would have guessed that, man. With another with another 15 home runs, 39 ribbies. And then Harry Ramirez batting 287, 36 RBIs, another 9 home runs. Yanni Diaz, 13 home runs, 14 ribby, or 43 ribbies, 18 doubles. Ronda Franco, with, he's having a hell of a season, though, man. 33 walks, 28 steals, 278 batting average, 44 ribbies, 11 home runs, 4 triples, 22 doubles. He's our parades, like I said. I don't want to forget him at all. 261 batting average, 16 home runs, 56 ribbies. Second on the team in ribbies, tied for second on the team in home runs. And he was he was snubbed. He really was. Jose Siri, 18 home runs, like I said. Batting average, OPS, not the best. But he's never been that pop. He's never been that speed. He's never been that defense that we want. And like I said, Drew, this, this Rays lineup up and down is just loaded with talent. And it's been so fun to watch this year, man. Even Mejia and Bethenport from the catcher position, which is our weakest position right now. They'll, they'll, sh they'll show some shines of power and some pop. Um, but... Yeah, like I said, catcher is definitely one of our positions I need. I feel like we need to address. Um, we need another arm in the starting rotation. We need another middle reliever. That Those two things do worry me. But, I mean, Zach Laughlin as well, 10-4, and four, having a hell of a season. Such a good signing, man. Shane McClanahan is going to be activated again from the injured list tomorrow, um, being Monday. So that's going to be good. I can't wait to see him back on the bump. And he's going to be the key to – him and Tyler Glass now are going to be the key to – how far this race team goes and i was even talking to my brother chris about this earlier even if this race team finishes with over 100 wins makes it to the alcs and loses in some heartbreak fashion or whatever it may be i would still call this season a success and look back on it as something i'm always going to remember for the rest of my life this race team has never brought me so much enjoyment excitement um fucking heartbreak <sighs> i'm not heartbreak yet but you know what i mean just Frustration, just being so into the game and seeing them do some dumb shit or some shit that they just, you know, they shouldn't be doing and haven't done all season. You see them do, but you just, you're not always in tune to it because you're not following them, following them this much, you know. And it's just been so fucking fun to watch, for lack of better terms, man. And sort of to transition into some news I wanted to talk to or talk about, I part of me feels like a lot of this is just clickbait. And uh, a, a sort of ploy to get some clicks and some popularity at the time of the season. Just because you have the ability to with a name like Shohei Otani. 
but guys like Buster only coming out saying that the Rays are a wild card team to get a trade for Shohei Otani in. And I've thought about this a lot in the last couple of days. And I was even talking to my brother about this as, as well earlier. Is I honestly, I don't, I, I would be so fucking surprised if anything were to happen. And Eric Neander, our president, he's come out and said, yeah, we'll make our call. We'll, we'll do our due diligence, but we've always done this, you know, but that doesn't mean anything. So I would bet a lot of money that I would never see Shohei in a raise uniform. But if it were to happen, I would not be mad either because we would have the chance to see Shohei Otani in our backyard. And the fact that I was telling my brother about this as well earlier, Shohei winning a World Series is going to be monumental on its own, and especially his first one. And whoever, whatever team he's on that he wins his first World Series with is going to be cemented as a historic team for the rest of the time. And it's also going to be the Rays' first World Series of all time. Now, just imagine that. Even if it was just a random player, and we had him for the second half of the season, and we traded our whole farm system, and he just walked to free agency, and we won a World Series, I would still be happy with that. Because that's something that is a once-in-a-lifetime thing you'd be able to witness, and it'd be here in Tampa Bay, in our backyard, and I would be able to witness Shohei Otani in a fucking Rays uniform, dude. And if the Rays would be the team that would bring Shohei his first title while winning their first title... I don't think there would ever be a better story in baseball than that. Because Shohei is the best player to ever walk the face of the earth in the game of baseball. He's fucking two players in one, and he does it at the same time. Babe Ruth never did it at the same time. He would not go out there, start on the mound, then go bat as DH and pitch seven innings and have four at-bats. He would never do that. He would always do one or the other. Shohei does this day in and day out. Or, you know what I mean, whenever he starts. But... That I've I've done I've done a lot of picturing of Shohei in a raised uniform lifting the World Series trophy at the Tropicana Field, and I, a lot of it reminds me of Giannis. You know, like he doesn't give a fuck about the Rays history and the Trop and they can't get fans. He just wants to win, and he saw a chance that he could win in Milwaukee. He didn't give a fuck about the history and their small market and whatnot. He saw a chance to win, and that's what he wanted to do. You know, and Shohei is very similar like that. And, yes, you would say that, oh, I don't want to trade our farm system. We have a good farm system, this and that. But at the same time, and shout out to my brother Chris. He made this point. We have such a good core right now at all those positions where we would be given away, whether it's Curtis Mead or, ah, shit, I can't think of his name, Junior Camarewell. I'm going to butcher that. I'm sorry. Um, But we have such a young core in Wander and... Taylor Walls and some of the guys we just drafted as well and Isaac Paredes to where we can afford to have a lower farm system for three to four years and build that up and trade that for a fucking World Series with Shohei Otani man and if you know the game of baseball you know Shohei and the impact that he's had then you just know the type of magnitude that that would carry with Shohei winning a World Series with Tampa do I think it's going to happen no I like I said if there was a bet and I was for sure I would bet all my money that he would not come but I wouldn't mind it at all. Either way, if we don't get them, we keep our prospects, and nothing really changes. We go after another name, another name in the bullpen. We go after another name in the uh, starting rotation, and which I'll go into that as well. But we, I just had to give some of that Shohei new some attention because, like I said, I would love it either way if we got him or not. But I just I really don't think it's gonna happen. But like I said, 
Oh, and I wanted to touch on this. And like I said, I wanted, I said it was going to be more of like a ploy to get clicks. And Buster Only's reasoning behind it was, you know, like, Eric Neander has always come out saying he's going to make a call. He's going to do his due diligence. But it doesn't mean anything. And just a year ago or two years ago before um, Freddie Freeman signed with the Dodgers, the Rays were right in that race with the Dodgers and matched the same exact offer that the Dodgers gave him. And if it wasn't for his bonehead, stupid fucking agent that later got fired because he sort of led Freddie Freeman in the wrong and blindly instead of signing with the Dodgers when he shouldn't have in some shady shit. And he got fired for it. And the Rays were right there in that race for Freddie Freeman is what I'm getting at. And that's what Buster is sort of based that off of. And we have the prospects. We have the farm system to be able to pull off a trade like that. And we're winning right now, and that's what Shohei wants. And who has the best chance to probably win right now is the Tampa Bay Rays, as far as the American League. But, like I said, anything other than a division title is going to be a failure as far as regular season based off the standards that they've set and the way that they've started this season. You know? And it's going to be definitely fun to watch, though, because this division is fucking loaded, man. And like I said, just baseball is so much better overall when the Orioles are doing good, when the Reds are doing good, when the Pirates are doing good, even the Diamondbacks are doing good. And it just goes all into whole why baseball has just been the best that it's been in so long. And it's been so much fun to watch, man, because baseball has always been my favorite sport right next to football as far as watching as a fan. Obviously, if you've listened before, you know I'm a wrestler. That's always going to be my sport. It's in my fucking blood, goddammit. I'm going to be wrestling as long as I can. But baseball's always been one of my... Because, I mean, growing up, it was baseball and wrestling, dude. It really was. And when I got to high school, I had to choose whether or not I'm going to play baseball or whether or not I'm going to wrestle. And it came down to wrestling. But at the end of the day, I really did think I was a better baseball player than I was a wrestler. So that's always going to be in the back of my mind, you know. But overall, dude, what a start to the season for the Rays. And the All-Star break was good as well. Yandy had his moment, like I said. Randy had his moments. I wish he would have won that home run derby. That would have been so badass to watch. But like I said, I'm expecting us to finish the season strong. And with the trade deadline coming up, man, there's a lot of names that are potentially going to be on the market. Like I said, a lot of this is going to hang on Drew Rasmussen. Actually, no, he's out for the season, isn't he? Yeah, I don't think he's going to be coming back. A lot of it does hang on Tyler Glass now and his ability to stay healthy and perform the same way he has been. And Shane McClanahan to stay healthy because he's to me the best pitcher in baseball and he's going to be the key to leading this team to a World Series if we really want to make that a reality but we need another arm in that rotation with the injuries we have and when the playoffs come you can really run a three man rotation but you with with um, Eflin's history with being injured a little bit Rasmussen as well right now it's just Glasnow and McClanahan even Glasnow has his injury worries so I like I like Jordan Montgomery. I like Lucas Giolito um, from the White Sox. Um, Montgomery from the Cardinals being a lefty, I like. But like I said, we have McClanahan as a lefty. You really only need one when it comes to the playoffs. My my top prospect, not prospect, my top pitcher that I want the race to get if we make the move for the pitcher at the trade deadline is Marcus Stroman out of, out of the Chicago Cubs. I'd be shocked if he got moved. Um, but if not... Lucas Giolito from the White Sox as well is who I want. And even Jordan Hicks in the bullpen from the Cardinals as well I would like. 
But there's a lot of options out there, and I do trust whatever it is that Kevin Cash and this Rays organization does. Um, but even in the lineup, I really feel like we need another another piece in that lineup, another bat in that lineup. I really like Cody Bellinger. I don't think he would leave either. Um, Nolan Arenado supposedly is a name that's going around. I I couldn't, I, like I said, it's just not the Rays' MO to do that and to make, go and make a move for a name like Arenado. But if it happens, I'll be fucking through the roof ecstatic. But I won't believe it until it happens. Um, Andrew McCutcheon, I've always been a huge fan of his. I have a signed bat of his. Um, my dad's met him. I've always had a good connection with him. I wouldn't mind him. His name's going around as well. But the biggest name I want right now, hey, I'll give you, I'll give you two names: a pitcher and a batter that I want right now. Salvador Perez, catcher from the Kansas City Royals, veteran leadership. He's going to bring veteran leadership, veteran presence, presence, and that's what we need. And I wanted to touch on this. I'm glad I didn't forget. That's that's what the Rays have missed out the most on this year is a veteran presence in that locker room. And with, like I said, we have a lot of personalities. We have a lot of young personalities, a lot of flair, um, a lot of swag on this team that needs to be controlled sometimes. I mean, you saw it when Franco was benched for a couple games, games and sort of put in timeout. And you'd like to see Kevin Cash do that and sort of humble his star player, his young star player. I mean, the kid's only 22, bro. We, we need a veteran presence in our locker room, in our everyday lineup. And I think Salvador Perez would be that. And like I said, we need we need um, more reinforcement at that catcher position. And Salvador Perez would be great. Then Luke Giolito is the pitcher that I want as well. And Jordan Hicks as far as the bullpen goes. But overall, man, like I said, is no matter what happens, this season is going to be considered a success unless we just completely bottle it and don't make the playoffs or we bottle the division and we lose in the wild card, then that's a different discussion. But no matter what, man, I'm always going to remember this year, this season is my favorite to date race season and the most fun and the most entertaining and the best team I've ever seen on that Tropicana field, you know, and it's never going to be forgotten. And it's, it's a shame, like I said earlier, that they don't get the recognition and the, 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 the the seats filled that they deserve, you know, for lack of better terms. And hope, you can only hope that one day it will if they continue like this. And who knows, if we get a name like Shohei, obviously those are going to fill the fucking seats at Tropicana Field. And who knows. But thank you all for joining in once again the Tea Time Reports and listening to this raised coverage. Keep an eye out for more of this. We're going to be doing this a lot more. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Threads, TikTok, at Tea Time Reports. Once again, thank you and peace.